The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning Hamilton, this is Philip Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team And welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with your host Rick Zamperin. Yes, and we're on 900 CHML. Welcome aboard, and hello again, Philip. How are you? I'm doing very well, thanks. Feels good to be back on the show and get into some hardcore real estate talk. It's been a little bit of a hiatus here. We haven't haven't been on the show in a while. People, you know, people that that have listened to it for for a while would recognize my voice, but. I haven't been on. It's just been the uh, the Robin Rick show, so it feels good to be back. There uh, has been a multitude of fan mail coming into our studios asking <laughs> where Philip Golfi is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's great to have we you were back. In, we were in contract. I was in contract negotiations holding out for a better deal because uh, the, the ratings were just absolutely taken off, so I thought I, I wanted a little bit of a, a bigger piece of the pie, and, and I had to uh, go through a contract negotiation. And happy it all worked out. So. Uh, understandable. Happy that you're <laughs> still good uh, to be back. Happy that you're still with us. Uh, We're going to talk about a number of different things today, including um, that Hamilton might be one step closer to adopting a vacant home tax. What kind of impact is that going to have in the local markets? We'll also talk about supply and demand. Does Canada, does Hamilton, does the GTA have a supply and demand problem or are there just too many investors out there? We'll also talk about selling your home in a seller's market. We're still in that kind of market. And Who gets the house in a divorce? And there's a lot of answers that go into that question, that's for sure. If you have a question for the Golfie team, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Of course, for the hottest listings in town, whether you're looking to sell your home or looking to buy one, go to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. And follow the Golfie team on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So we're going to start with some statistics from the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington and uh, we'll start off with some top line stuff. So 1,607 homes were sold in June. Uh, That was up nearly 10% from June of 2020, 14% higher than the five-year average and 11% above the 10-year average for the month of June. So this was one of the best Junes on record, do the the stats tell the whole the whole story? Was it as busy as the stats are saying, Philip? Yeah, it, it, it's our our market has continued to to pick up pace rapidly. Um, what, what's changed is is you know in the early half of this year that you know the first and, and you know at the end of the first quarter, second quarter, we were having that runaway home price growth, and and it was described as. You know, the house, a house on the street sold for 700 and then the neighbor's house went up and sold for 750 And we're, we're getting that incremental, you know, really, really strong growth really fast. Now, 
got slowed down. That run away price growth isn't isn't there anymore. It's, it's it's we're seeing you know prices become a little bit more flat, a little bit more stagnant, and and you know that was bound to happen. The pace that we were going at was not sustainable, and there had to be a little bit of a I'll use the word correction, but but it had to flatline. It had to flatten out at some point, and that was inevitable. And we're in that in that position right now. We're not seeing those double digit price increases month over month anymore, which is actually crazy to think that we were actually seeing double digit home price increases month over month. Um, we're not there anymore, but the market is still strong. We're in still a very strong seller's market, um, and and it's you know there's there's still a lot of buying confidence out there where we're seeing people, you know, still out on the hunt looking for homes. Um, and, and, and this is due to a lack of supply, but, but there's still a lot of confidence in the, in the, in the market right now uh, when it comes, to, when it comes to, to home buyers. In the first six months of this year in Hamilton, Burlington, 9,518 homes were sold. That is up 57% compared to the same period in 2020. Of course, April of last year was really a write-off. So, you know, you can take the increase really with a grain of salt. However, when you look at that, you know, the average price of homes continues to go up in June of uh, of 2021, $865,000 and change, up 27% from June of 2020. Um, are we going to continue to see that price kind of inch upwards uh, as opposed to skyrocketing upwards? Yeah, yeah. I, I think if we, you know, that's that's a great way to describe it. I think we're gonna we're gonna continue to see the uh, inch upwards. I think we're gonna continue to see, you know, price appreciation and price growth, just not at the rapid pace that we were that we've been experiencing in the last six months. Um, if, if you know, I, I always say, if people are sitting on the sidelines waiting for prices to come down. I, I, and I've said this before, I'm going to say you're going to keep on waiting and keep on waiting. We said this in 2017, very similar thing happened where, where 2017 market came and, and everybody couldn't believe what the prices were. We're in 2021 now, and it's the exact same thing. In 2017, if you go back, people wish they would have bought five or 10 or 15 homes. <laughs> now it's, 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 it's the exact same thing. It's, it's how much higher can it go? And, and we asked ourselves that it's, it's how much higher can it go? And, Given the, the, the economical environment of our, our country right now in our, in our area, it's going to continue to appreciate at a, at a very good pace, just not as, as quick and rapid as it was prior to. But it, it's incredible in terms of, you know, looking into these stats. And I'm, right now I'm holding the, uh, the July 2021 issue of the Real Estate Market Watch that's going to be in people's mailboxes in about a week or so. It's basically, you know, if you're familiar with it, it's basically our Realtors Digest that we send out. And it, it highlights all the stats. And as we get into, you know, June, July, August, we're going to start seeing the amount of appreciation that we have gained over la- you know, the, the last year. Because this is, you know, in, in June, 2020, uh, June 2020, these were the months that we got into where we really started to see the market start to pick up as we came out of the, the you know, the initial lockdowns of the, the pandemic. So this is where we started to see you know, people felt safer to go out and start looking for a home. And, and this is where we got, it started to get into that, that true market. And we're going to actually see the, the stats in terms of number of sales and sale price to, to actually show you the, the, the amount of appreciation that we got year over year. So it's going to be fun to go through and, um, and compare, you know, this year and in terms of last year, and people are just going to be shocked and, and, and seeing the amount of price growth and appreciation that happened. Uh, over the past 12 months. It is going to be interesting because right now we're kind of on a 
I'm not going to necessarily say decline, but an easing um, or, or an, uh, you know, a time where it's not as crazy. Because, as you mentioned, in June of last year, things started to go a little bonkers. And yeah. uh, now it's not as, as much. So when we get into the July and August and maybe even the fall stats, because the fall was certainly busy as well, we're going to see some you know uh, differences in terms of uh, sales numbers and price numbers as well. But let's go through some of the neighborhoods that are still hot commodities. And, and Ancaster may, j- might just be at the top of the list. Now, the number one for a couple of months running now, the number one uh, community or neighborhood in terms of the highest average sale price in June of 2021, $1.2 million, um, by far and above what it was in June of 2020, which was 862000 That community has really gone insane. Yeah, it's completely taken off. That, that's a, a, an appreciation percentage of 41% over June 2020. So that, that, it just shows you how, how competitive and, and how expensive the, that market has gotten. Um, and in terms of, you know, you're looking just for a standard two-story family-style home, three-bedroom, four-bedroom, you're, you're, you're over a million, like, you're, you know what I mean? You're over a million dollars, and, and that, that, does, that doesn't even include a, a pool or, or, you know, a finished basement or anything like that. It's just incredible what, what Aincaster has seen um, in terms of price points and values. It's, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And, and that number, again, if you missed it, it's 1219000 829 average price for a home in Ancaster. Unbelievable. And that's 76 sales last month compared to 89 sales in June of 2020. Is that, for the most part, Toronto slash GTA people coming to Ancaster saying, wow, I mean, this is this is incredible. I get a, a much bigger home for relatively the same price, if not a little bit cheaper than what I can sell my home for in TO or the GTA, and the, that's where they're settling down? Yeah, for sure. You know what? It's Ancaster has been a, a place for for families. It's a great place to raise your kids. It has amazing schools. So what we're seeing is, you know, the growing family that's coming from Mississauga that lives in a townhouse or a or um you know a small townhouse and wants wants a bigger space. They're going to come down to Ancaster and buy a big family home. Um, but we also see you know a lot of people in the Ancaster community moving within it. Right? We've seen um you know Ancaster has a has an aging population and. And there's, there's a lot of um, baby boomers that are now empty nesters. So they'll sell their big two, two-story home in Ancaster, but also want to move within Ancaster. So now they're on the, on the look for a, for a nice bungalow to, to retire in and, and settle down in uh, because they don't, they don't need that big space of, of the you know, 2,800, 3,000-square-foot home anymore. So we've seen a lot, a lot of that too, Rick. It's, it's a lot of people that that will, will will move to Ancaster, raise their family in Ancaster, and now they're looking for looking to downsize within the community. Um, and 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 the problem with that is, and, and this goes for any community, is that when you're when you're trading in the exact same community, there's a lot of times where it's it's hard to have that lateral movement, right? Where you'll have somebody that's going to you know sell their their big two two story home for for 1.5 million, but that bungalow that they're looking at is 1.4 or 1.3. So it's, it's, you know, after your closing costs and, and, you know, fees, it's almost a lateral move where you're not putting any money in the bank. And that's sometimes what people have a hard time with in, in terms of making that style of move. 
First-time homebuyers might be uh, falling off their breakfast uh, nook uh, this morning when they hear uh, you know numbers like $910,000 for the average price in Dundas, $1.1 million in, in uh, Flamborough, uh, $892,000 in Glanbrook, uh, Hamilton Center, which is the cheapest area, if I can put it that way, $550,000 after a 25% yeah, increase from June to June. Uh, I want to get to Hamilton East, the Mountain, West, Stony Creek, Waterdown, talk a little bit about Burlington, and of course, Niagara and the GTA. When we come back here, as we're looking at the uh, July, or pardon me, the June 2021 real estate stats compared to June of 2020, when the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition continues on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Joining us today, Philip Golfy, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. You can call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online, robgolfy.com is the website, robgolfy.com. They're all over social media. Follow the Golfy team on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales, whether you're buying or selling a home, they will conduct business safely during the COVID-19 pandemic. We're talking about the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington statistics for June, uh, and we're comparing them to June of 2020, that year-over-year comparison. And uh, we went through Ancaster with the average price of $1.2 million, spoke about Dundas and Flamborough and Glambrook. Hamilton Center at $550,000, the most affordable area in Hamilton right now. Hamilton East, one of the other big growers in terms of sale price, up 40% to $642,000 year over year. What's happening in the East End? Yeah, it's a desirable place to be downtown right now. Um, you, you have a lot of those wartime bungalows. We're seeing a lot of investors that are coming in there and, and fixing up uh, those properties. But it, it, it's, it's an I hate to say this, but it's a, one of the you know nicer, more affordable parts of of downtown. So we, we we do see a lot of people that are you know that have might have been priced out of you know the downtown core uh, in terms of you know looking for a a you know single family detached dwelling. So you know Hamilton East kind of has that that affordability where you can get that you know a really good product for for a little bit more of an affordable price, and and you know there's there's good schools, nice lots, big areas. So we're seeing that 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 East End start to uh, start to pick up pace and and appreciate rapidly. There's been you know a number of of articles and surveys in in you know the last couple of years where a lot of people have said invest into the East End because that's going to be one of the most rapid appreciating markets uh, that we're going to see in Hamilton and and it has been. 
From the uh, east to the west, uh, relatively stable in terms of price, still up 21%, uh, but a much uh, more affordable $678,000 when you compare it to the Hamilton Mountain, which was the most active area and usually is in uh, the Hamilton area. 226 homes sold last month compared to 192 in June of 2020. But the average price now on the mountain, $730,000, up 28% from June of last year. Yeah, and we're finding the mountain is, is just becoming too expensive for some people. And, and you know, the, the mountain used to be that, that really desire, or still is, is that, that desirable area is, is to live. And we're finding that, you know, a lot of first-time home buyers that wanted to, to you know, buy their first home on the mountain are being priced out of that market and, and are coming downtown. And, and that's what's happening. Uh, that, that, that's what's happening is, is we find more families, more first-time home buyers are, are starting downtown and, and um, starting to invest into the downtown core and, and, and then making their way back up to the mountain for their second and third property. Average sale price in June of 2020 in Stony Creek was $814,000, up 26% from a year ago. Water down, 941000 up 29%. Burlington, just over $1.1 million. That's a 29% price hike from June of 2020. Uh, in Niagara, Niagara Falls, that one really sticks out to me because the price has spiked 41%. Uh, $200,000 difference between June of 2020 to last month. That is remarkable. It's, it's, yeah, it is remarkable. What's happening is, is there's, there's so many people that are investing from the GTA into that Niagara market, and they're skipping, you know, Grimsby, Beamsville, Vineland, Jordan Station, and they're going right to your, your St. Catharines and Niagara Falls. And it, the reason for that is, is that, you know, it's the biggest jump from the, from the GTA to, to Niagara in terms of price point and differential. Grimsby doesn't give it to you, Beamsville doesn't give it to you, and, and Vineland still won't. Whereas people are able to, to make that massive sale price jump in terms of selling in the GTA, coming back to Niagara, um, and, and, and being successful with a the purchase there where they're able to put, you know, you know, put their equity in the bank and, and still buy for a really affordable price. It's incredible to see how fast these markets have appreciated over the last couple of years. And, and we still think that they're going to they're continue to appreciate um, um, very quickly and very rapidly. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in Niagara in the next two to three years. But we, we, there's definitely been absolutely no signs of, of it slowing down in any way. There's still a ton of investors. There's still a ton of confidence in that market. And in comparison to, to some of the other markets that we've highlighted, um, it's a great spot for first-time home buyers where they're still able to get into a, into the market for an affordable price, and that's what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of first-time home buyers that that where where home ownership and home buying is important to them. They have no issue flocking to Niagara, getting into the market, starting to build that equity, and 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 then you know starting their lives. Like you know, think about it, right? If somebody purchased when we've been on the show for a couple of years now, and we've always said you know buy a house. You know, if home ownership is important, get into the market now, get into it now, build that equity, build that appreciation, and you're so, you'll be you'll be closer to to buying your dream home or your next home as soon as you're into that market. If somebody you know was able to buy a first time home buyer two, three, four years ago in Niagara, you could have got a house for under two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, and I'm talking a, a really good quality home. And today you can sell it for for over six hundred and move back closer to wherever you want to go. So. We're talking short-term investments in terms of two to three years where you can get into the market. And, and Niagara's been that place for a lot of people. Where, where, you know, a lot of people are getting into the market in Niagara, building up equity really fast and, and starting to, uh, 
to move on and sell where they want to go. So it's been, it, it, it's still one of those, those places in those regions where we're, we continue to see a lot of confidence in the market. 189 homes were sold last month in Niagara Falls, 252 in St. Catharines, where the average uh, sale price jumped 49% to $669,000. The other number that jumps out at me in the Niagara region, you, you mentioned the community, Grimsby, up 57% from 580000 to 910000 That's a monumental jump. <laughs> Grimsby has a special place in my heart, so... That's where I was born and raised, and I, I still continue to live in Grimsby today. And uh, I, I think it's just the absolute best community to live in. We, um, you know, you, you, you got the escarpment and you got the lake. And you got the QEW that goes right down the middle, and there's nowhere else to build or, or, or uh, develop. And, and we've seen the lakeside and the lakefront get completely revitalized and, and revamped and, and developed. And that community is about three to four years old. Um, and now we're, we're, you know, if you want to live in Grimsby, which a lot of people do, it's, it's a desirable community to live in. There's just no, there's just nothing else available. So we've seen, you know, Grimsby be, be the, the market has completely taken off. There's absolutely no supply. I was looking at it the other day, um, earlier this week, at one point this week, there's only two townhomes available in the entire Grimsby market for sale, <laughs> two townhomes. If you want a townhouse in Grimsby, there's only two. So just imagine in terms of how what that's going to do to the prices of the market when there's that little supply and that little available. That you know the price is going to go up. So it's just incredible uh, the Grimsby market in terms of what's happened. It, and, and I don't think it's going to slow down. I think this is going to be one of the fastest growing communities in terms of price price appreciation and will outpace a lot of other communities uh, just due to its nature and and uh, and you know in terms of where it is in terms of being still being able to be a commuter town um, in terms of the, the, the resources and the amenities that are available, Grimsby is going to be a great place to live and invest into. We've talked about Grimsby many times on this show, and it, more often than not, it hits a price point, levels off for a while, and then jumps again. It has certainly made yeah. a, a massive jump. Um, not only do we have Philip Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team, on the show for the first time in a long time, but I understand, <laughs> Philip, that you also have some breaking news as well. Breaking news about my house. About your house. Yeah, so I was, so it's a funny story. I, I got caught up in this market about four four months ago, five months ago. And, you know, I was one of those people that, that said, this market's not going to slow down. I want to get into the market right now. And and it was it was an impulse buy, but it wasn't. I, I had kind of been planning it for, for a while in my head. And, you know, it was one of my goals to go out and get another property. So I ended up investing uh, into a, uh, a one and a half story home in, in West Hamilton, um, that I, I just closed on recently. And it's just, it's just a nerve wracking experience. And, um, you know, once you, once you put yourself in it, it's, you, you understand what the, the, you know, emotional exhaustion that buyers have been going through in the past kind of six months, right? We hear all these stories and read these articles about, you know, people going around and seeing 50 different homes and submitting five, 10, 15 offers and, and still being unsuccessful. So I kind of put myself in, in that uh in that environment but i was able to uh to come out on top and a part of it is it's you know as soon as you you buy it you're you 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 start questioning your buy and and (laughs) no matter how much experience or expertise or or whatever in the market you 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 buy something and then sometimes you start to question it and you know i i was definitely put in that scenario where where i had to go over asking um in a very quick time and make a very quick decision on the spot 
And, uh, you know, I, I'm extremely happy with it and how it turned out. So now I'm in the middle of a, uh, a renovation, which is, which is always, you know, fun and exciting in, in some ways and, and in some ways not, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going through a, uh, you know, there's two bins in the driveway and, and, uh, I'm, I'm gutting a house and, you know, it's been a, a little bit of a whirlwind for the past couple of weeks here. So, but, uh, I'm I'm extremely happy and, and and happy to get this project uh under uh, underway. Well, congratulations and good luck with the project. Um going through this process especially at this time, does it give you a greater appreciation for what, you know, clients go through? Oh yeah, it it 100% it's you 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 know, some people it's just so hard, right? It's it's you you fall in love with five or six or seven different homes and you know, you gotta you gotta submit an offer, your best offer, and you're writing a letter, and you're trying to trying to get any little edge you can over the competition to be successful. And um, it's just it, it's been unbelievable in terms of what's happening, and, and definitely I've 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 gained an appreciation. It's it's hard to relate until you actually throw yourself in the mix, um, and 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 are going through it, and and that's what I was doing it, but it was, you know, it's so difficult, and it's it's like I said, it's emotionally exhausting. Um, and and it's in, in you know very very like the amount of time that you spend in terms of looking at homes and going to view them and trying to understand the property and understand the different areas it's it's um you know it's enjoyable right some people really love it and, and fall in love with looking at homes and are, are are addicted to kind of that home search and home hunt but but when you when you don't go when you don't get what you you fall in love with it it it, it is heartbreaking. And, uh, and I, like I said, I feel for the amount of buyers out there that, that have been, you know, that have, that have been searching and have been unsuccessful and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, but you got to stay on top and you got to be very proactive instead of reactive. And this market moves so fast. Um, you know, one day the house is up for sale and the next day it's gone. And, and by the time you see it, it's sold and it's just, it's incredibly difficult to, 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 to navigate through this market. Um, and especially if you're trying to do it on your own. So it's, uh, I, I, so much appreciation. And we, hear, we, we, you know, as a realtor myself, we've, I've heard every story in terms of, you know, you know, how they won, how they lost, how many they've lost on it. It's just, it's unbelievable. And it's, you know, it's going to be nicer to get back to a balanced market. Um, and, and, you know, take the risks associated, you know, with buying a property away. And it's just, you, you, you know, there's, there's, unbelievable stories that are out there that in terms of home buying stories that people have gone through um, in, in terms of getting their, their property. If you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a house, just like Philip just did, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfie team at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I. Dot com. Let's switch gears and talk about the city of Hamilton um, thinking about implementing a vacant home tax in an effort to increase the amount of rental properties available to those who need such properties. Supporters say that a tax would help renters by upping the housing supply. Uh, it's going to cost, you know, around a million dollars or so to run this program. Uh, is it going to be beneficial to those who are seeking affordable housing? Uh, how is it going to impact the real estate market? Yeah, it's interesting to, to 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 understand how many vacant homes are actually there, or or you know vacant. I mean, um, we we've talked about this before and what it did to Vancouver, and, and and it did change their you know some percentages when it came to 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 rental rates and prices. But 
you know, that's a, that's a way bigger market. And, and that was a, a real, real significant issue where, um, you know, foreign investors were coming down and, and buying condos and units and, and purposely leaving them vacant. I don't think we have that that issue here um, in terms of, of there's there's a lot of units that are vacant. I, I would say it would be a, a very small fraction of a percentage um, in terms of the amount of vacant homes that are that are just sitting there right now. Um, but I, I, I do see why this ha- is coming up in conversation. It's because they're recognizing that there is there is a problem and, and, and an ongoing problem in, in terms of rental rates, in terms of supply and, and things of that nature. But I, I really don't think that, you know, this vacant home tax is going to really change the landscape of our, our, our you know, rental market or, or, or you know, or affordability market. So I, I, I really don't, I think there's, there's different ways that we can, we can get around this. I, I really don't think a vacant home tax will, uh, will, will, will do the job. Got some stats on this issue to share coming up after the break, and we'll also talk about uh, whether or not we have a supply problem in real estate or are there just too many investors out there. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Joining me today is Philip Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. You can call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And follow the Golfy team on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're talking about the city of Hamilton debating whether or not it will implement a vacant home tax. Thinking uh, maybe 1%, maybe 2% for owners who uh, own homes that are vacant. Um, City councillors, through uh, the knowledge from staff, say that they've identified 221 vacant residential properties in the city. So if you apply a 1% or 2% tax on those homes, you're going to get revenues at about $800,000, upwards of $1.6 million, which pale in comparison to what Vancouver has done. So they instituted their vacant home tax in 2017, generating revenues of around $36 million. That doesn't include (laughs) penalties and fines. And they really reduced the amount of vacant properties in Vancouver by about 600. They had roughly 2,500 vacant homes. That has been whittled down to 1,900. Toronto also thinking about, or at least moving ahead, on a home tax plan to start in 2022. So this is something that we'll keep an eye on. And certainly if Hamilton institutes it, um, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure if they can collect some revenues and maybe create some affordable spaces, uh, it, it could be a win-win. Mm-hmm. Big time. I, 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 like I said before, I, I, I recognize it was a major problem in Vancouver. I just don't think that framework would work for Hamilton. I think if it becomes more of a problem, they're, they're, we, we start to see more vacant homes than yeah, but I, I just don't see it really affecting you know our market. 
in terms of uh, and as you look at it overall um, in terms of vacant homes. I just don't think there's enough to, to really implement this and um, and 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 I, I don't recognize it as a as a major issue um, in in terms of affecting Hamilton housing. Let's talk about uh, supply and demand. Uh, interesting article that uh, reads: Does Canadian housing have a supply problem, or are there just too many investors? Uh, certainly, <laughs> the, the, you know the price of a home is is reflective of the supply demand. Uh, dichotomy in a certain community, but there is an interesting stat that I had no idea about. Canada has the lowest number of housing units per 1,000 residents yeah. of any G7 country. That that shocked me. That's, I ha- that is shocking. I didn't realize that stat stuck out to me just as much as it stuck out to you. I was shocked to see it. And then, and then you, you read the stat and you say, okay, well, it all makes sense. And, and then you look at the, you know, once you compare our appreciation to those other G7 countries, the how fast our housing market has appreciated in comparison to them is is it's by light years it's by the the, the numbers are absolutely insane in comparison to uh, to price appreciation in comparison to those other countries and one of the big factors is canada continues to welcome in many immigrants and i'm not saying that that's a problem but the problem is we have so many more people compared to the number of housing or housing units that are being built. The number of housing units per 1,000 Canadians has been falling since 2016, yeah. uh, and the population has gone the other way. Yeah, we, we just haven't built enough homes, and that's, you know, that, that's what it gets down to. There, you know, there's so much red tape around development today um, in, in, in our local market that it's been so hard to build developments of homes just due to the amount of things that you have to do to get it certified and approved. Like, I'm talking years and years of, of zoning verif- verifications, um, you know, things, things that you have to go through, environmentals and, and other things that you have to go to to, de- to develop a piece of property and, and, and create housing that, that, you know, people are spending 5, 10, 15, 20 years to develop a piece of land. We are so far behind when it comes to development and, 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 you know, catching up to the supply of housing that we never will. And that's, that's, you know, the liberals have come out and have been on record in saying that we, we are going to rebuild this economy through immigration. Immigration is not going to slow down anytime soon. The, the, the amount of people that are expected to, to come into our country and, um, and, you know, the, the, population numbers and, and um, that, that they're, they're forecasting are just absolutely incredible. We already have a low housing supply. Once, once we get into these next three, four, five years and we start to see these populations grow and grow and grow, it's only going to be, get, it's only going to get worse. And, and I, I just think we're, we've been in catch up mode. You go back to past articles back into 2014, 2010 there, it's, it's been a huge problem. And, and I think it's, 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 it's just becoming, you know, increasing and heightened and, uh, and, and now it's right in our face. So that's, it, it's, a, it's a major problem. And I think it goes back to the red tape around the, the development of, of land and properties that, that we, we will never catch up to, uh, to the housing supply. Well said. When we come back, we're going to talk about selling your home in a seller's market and who gets the house in a divorce. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.
And last go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio on the line. Philip Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales. 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Follow the Golfy team on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and go online for the hottest listings in Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara. RobGolfi.com. That's Rob G O L F I dot com. Have a topic idea or a question for the Golfi team? Send them an email. Questions at RobGolfi.com. Selling your home in a seller's market. We're still in a seller's market here in Hamilton. Um, what are some of the things that people should be doing in this market? Yeah, I mean, it, it, we're still in a very price sensitive market. Everyone hears that the the market's really hot and and um, you know, everything's going for over asking and, and it's a seller's market, but we are still in such a price sensitive market that pricing your home right um, and not overpricing it is, is, is so, so important to be able to attract, um, you know, a number of buyers to get them in your, into your home and into your property and to see your, your home. But, but overpricing your home is one of the, even in this market is still one of the biggest uh, pitfalls of, of um of of listing a property and that's why we we you know we still see homes that don't sell on the market um and and a lot of the time it's you know due to a uh incorrect pricing strategy and that would go for whether we're in a seller's market a balanced market or a buyer's market the the, it begins and ends with the price really if you don't have the right price that house is not going to move yeah and and i always say to people is is, and i've said this on the show before is, is take your time and don't rush if the house isn't ready to be shown or be photographed, don't, don't list it. Don't, you know, don't, don't rush into, into your listing. Take your time, put your ducks in a row, be organized, and, and you will be way more successful in a sale than you would if, you were, if you're unfinished or you're not paying attention to those small details. Um, and when it comes to selling, cleanliness sells every single day, no matter what market it is. Keep your home clean and tidy. Um, and making sure that when people are coming through, it's, it's comfortable and, and uh, clean, and um, you know it, they're able to picture themselves living there. So it's it's I, and selling's a lot of work. It's stressful. Um, you know, buyers are demanding, but but it's it's a part of the it's a part of the process, and it's a part of trying to get the most amount of money uh, for your home and keeping it clean and tidy is one of the top things that I always recommend. And Hey, take advantage of the golfy team's exceptional marketing strategy as well. They'll get your home sold for top dollar in this seller's market. Let's wrap up with who gets the house in a divorce. And I know that's a very open-ended question because there's a lot of answers to it. Yeah, there is a lot of moving parts, um, in terms of, in terms of who gets the house in a divorce. One thing I wanted to highlight is, is, in terms of lending rules, uh, a lot of any, if, if there's any mortgage people that are listening, there's a lot of programs out there that will allow you to buy out your, your ex um, through a refinancing. And you can refinance. I know some banks offer this, but you can refinance up to 95% of your home's value if you're buying out due to a separation. So that's one little um, mortgage lending policy that has come out over the last couple of years that has helped a lot of people kind of you know separate the asset um, in, in terms of buying someone out, because a lot of times people think, okay, I got to buy out my, my spouse or my ex. Oh, I got to come up with 200 grand. No, you don't. You can go to the bank, refinance up to 95% of the home's value and, and pull the money out of the home to be able to pay them out. So that's, that's one, one of the, the tools that people are using, uh, to be able to, to buy out their, their ex. 
but but you know there's there's so many moving parts and so many different scenarios um it, it, i always say you know have a plan in place um you know have a marriage marriage contract or a, a cohabitarian agreement or something of that nature where where in, in the event that there is a separation there's already a plan in place that highlights what happens with the home prior to entering the marriage or the relationship or the co- you know things like that um yeah, a lot of the time, people people don't have these plans, and it makes for for a very stressful and difficult situation that we get ourselves in the middle of, and uh, and we just take the advice of of the lawyers, and we're there to to sell and and market the property uh, for the for the highest amount we can, and and you know to get them the most amount of money, and 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 that's that's what we do best. But there's uh, like I said before, have a plan in place at the beginning, and and hopefully that you know all the all the all the wrinkles were ironed themselves out. We only got about a minute for this answer, but uh, we've seen a lot of things during the pandemic. Are we seeing more homes sold because of divorces during the pandemic? Unfortunately, yeah, there was, um, you know, it was a stressful time for, for a lot of people that, that were, you know, in, in a relationship. And I mean, we, yeah, we did see an increase of, of homes being sold specifically due to Due to a, a marital breakup or a relationship breakup, one hundred percent, it was, and, and it was noticeable. It was noticeably higher than uh, than in comparison to to where we were before. Definitely. Well, hopefully those uh, individuals uh, and families are in a better place and uh, they can trudge on uh, forward. Uh, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfie Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Philip, thanks for joining us this week and thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.